0: The Holy Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, It is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I did not scatter Throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us pray. The words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto your sight. Our Lord, a helper and a refuge. Amen. This morning the reading from Matthew actually reminds me of some of the messages I've heard, how preachers and tell evangelists into misinterpret and justify this reading for economic prosperity. And if you are breathing a capitalistic air, you think that Bible specialist reading approves you to invest uh, more or to just live on your interest, or it is like just multiplying, making making it more whatever um, money and finances you have. But it is always important when we look at the parables, parables in itself has multiple layers with meanings and different settings. If we are thinking this reading is something to grow our resources or finances, maybe we have to look from what setting it is coming in Matthew's gospel chapter 25. Matthew Chapter 25 is almost um, coming to an end and the life of Jesus also is closing in. He knows that he, his death is coming, he's going to be crucified and then resurrected. So do you think Jesus is telling this parable to make his disciples to ha- they have their focus on uh, money or to earn or to invest? He is actually preparing the disciples how to live in the meantime when Jesus is gone. How to live in the meantime when Jesus is gone with responsibility and accountability. It is interesting for Matthew, the message is not so much that you risk losing money or You get hurt in a relationship most importantly for Matthew stewarding the gospel is important how you take the gospel into the world when the world is so aggressive not so receptive to receive the message the good news of Jesus Christ so stewarding the gospel how accountable you are when we are his disciples, when we are his followers. How best you can try to reject the lure, the temptation of security, the logic of fear and intimidation. How you can actually risk with courage, give your best as a steward in serving his purposes in this world. Stewardship is not something we keep, we hide, we treasure, or sometimes we may even fear that may it may slip into holding. So these are the things that keep coming to our mind when we talk about stewardship. We have to keep it secure, we have to keep it safe. But. In biblical terms, when you talk about steward, it is risking, it is taking courage in spending the resources God has given to us. How far you can go and empty yourself, and Jesus himself has set an example to us, the epic of sacrifice, how he has emptied, risking his own life for us. So how far we can really take that courage and go in fulfilling the resources, the talents, the personal gifts God has put in our hands. Fear is what made the third servant not to be accountable and responsible enough. The other two When we look into the master giving the money and going away to a distant land, the master probably probably would not have expected them to multiply or make it double. They did not earn it. It was just a, a reckless giving. He would not have trusted at least that they would do something. But here when he returned, he was really amazed the way the other two slaves have ended up showing how they've creatively used what the master had given to them. But the third one says, I fear you, You you're a harsh man, you're a mean and cruel man, so I didn't want to risk. The resources, whatever we have, it is meant to circulate. It is meant to spend. Even at these times, if you take, for instance, the church endowment funds, the investments, whatever we make for the church, we have a particular cause, reason, and purpose for it. At these times, we see how we are using the emergency fund, the outreach programs to help the poor and the needy. So it's not that you you secure them in a place and keep them tight and close, but rather you have to keep spending for others. We have to generate a blessing to the church. Stewardship it's not just an individual concept here, but being a steward is a bigger picture where you keep moving to a group and to a church and to a community, that is how you circulate this blessing of resources, what has what God has given us. Many a times we use this uh, passage for stewardship campaign in the churches, how, how we have to be encouraged in a way to give our resources to the church and to the needs of the people. Preservation is not preparation. If you're digging, keeping it safe and secure, that is not preparation. As much as I said about that, it is also not the endurance we are talking when we talk about the stewardship. Because endurance is not starting from where you began. So other two slaves, when they were given the talents, they prepared for the master's coming. They did something what he has given in an imaginative, in a productive, and in a creative manner. But the other one, he just preserved, but he did not actually prepare himself for the Master's coming. Because when Master returned, he's just empty handed, he didn't have anything to offer. And the endurance, these two servants, if you read in that scripture, it says the Master has been gone for a long time. So in the meantime, there are a lot of temptations. There are many ways you get tempted, and lose your faith, lose your ground, and you get diverted, deflected into doing other things. But they endured, which is why we see eventually the result of doubling the talents and showing the master what they've done uh, with those talents. And master says that you've been so faithful in few things, so I'll put you in charge of many things. So endurance is not starting from where you began. So the third slave ended up. what master gave, he just had the same thing. So there's, there's no progress, no preparation, no moving forward. It just as buried it is inside that. So as we reflect on this passage today, Stewarding the gospel, it is beyond money. It's just not the money we talk when we talk about the stewardship. It's beyond money. And secondly, it is stewarding the resources, how best we are useful to others with the gifts and talents and the abilities that God has put in our lives. And third is stewarding the faith. All this can be done when we are strong in faith how we are, as stewards, how we are growing strong more in faith, thriving even in a toxic environment when everything discourages, disappoints and makes us feel sad or makes us to lose hope. Sometimes we don't have proper relationship with God. Sometimes we tuck away the faith and we take out in the emergency time when it's needed, when you're sick or maybe for somebody or for you. So faith is like on and off in our lives. Unless you see it as a constant companion, something that it is part of you that every day you live out, that is not true faith unless you you take it with you every day that you grow in faith. One of the scholars, he says, faith, stewardship in faith is like I light, every last bit of the candle, which is giving myself totally. I manage even the last thing to light. I was um, reading one of the stories in, um, about the Desert Fathers uh, in the early, early Christianity. So most of them at that time were driven in faith and they were sent into wilderness to live in a minimum comfort, where they do fasting, praying, and just uh, living, um, just depending on God's uh, grace and to grow themselves in uh, spiritual riches. So one day this young monk, who actually was so strong in faith, went to this uh, father, uh, Abba Joseph, and said to him, I've been uh, praying, fasting, weaving baskets, and doing everything, what more should I do? What more should I do? So this Abba Father, what he did was, he raised his arms like this, and the fire shot from his fingers, the fire shot from his fingers, and this young monk was really amazed. So he looked at the monk and said, why not? Become totally fire. Why not become totally fire? Maybe today the call for the churches for each one of us is when we talk about stewardship, it is why not totally become fire for the Lord? To risk to have courage in doing things that God and responding to God's call in our lives every day through faith so that we may be that we may become totally fire may spirit encourage us in that way so that we may be useful for the church and for the community may god bless these words father son and the holy spirit